0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Diageo Bar Academy. Learn more at diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. So, you don't, don't shun the devil, the devil the with your rock and roll. Load. Knows no. that country music's gonna save your soul. The blue
2: oh. buns is grooving them. Rhythm and blues that sing. It's gonna get you some
3: in the air. Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. And I'm Greg Benson. Hey, Greg, what did you do yesterday for Mardi Gras?
1: I, uh, was reminded that it was, I completely forgot until I got an email from my agent asking me how I was enjoying donut Tuesday. And I was like, well, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so I left work, AKA my desk. I went to the delicious Mexican bakery that's two blocks away. I bought a donut and then I took it back and I went back to work because I'm boring now. Don't, (laughs) don't tell anyone, but that's my life. What about you? What'd you get up to, man?
3: Oh man. I, um, you know, honestly, it, it kind of snuck up on me too. Um,
1: it always sneaks up on me, dude. Yeah. That, that and Ash Wednesday, which is today, which I always feel terrible about. Like the first two people I see that have the ash on their foreheads always right. freaks me out. Cause I they, <laughs> I, like I just see it and I'm like, bah! oh, wait, no, the religious holiday that happens every year, but still <laughs> always gets me. Yeah, um, man. It's kind of, it, it, it came up without a lot of fanfare. And I think it's because we're all sort of, you know, kind of slowly restarting right but and and it moves it's one of those weird moving target holidays so you don't really like you know you can't mark your calendar like you know way 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 in advance sure Uh, but but yeah I don't know it didn't it didn't seem like there was a ton of stuff happening until I looked this morning on Instagram and got really bad FOMO
3: yeah I you know I just about four o'clock in the afternoon I made myself a Sazerac and I was really—I mean, I don't know. People who listen to the show probably hear me talk about this too much, but you know, I haven't—I haven't done caffeine in a very long time. But man, that frozen coffee at the uh, the Aaron Rose man, like oh. I, I still order one every year at Tales of the Cocktail. <laughs> I'll have like just a sip one? of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll have a sip and I'll give the rest away, just so ah. I can—you know—just so I can do it. And then I end up like you know, drinking Fernet and uh, Miller High Life's. And I, I think last the last year I was at Tales of the Cocktail. I bought something like 50 beer koozies um, (laughs) because they had the green ones there and they're really nice koozies. Um, That's true. They coated or something uh, with the green. And then uh, I saw someone with a gold one, which was actually they do the gold ones during Mardi Gras. And I asked the bartender if they had any of those uh, left from the previous year. And he's like, well, let me go check. He goes in the office and he's like, I've got like 20. And I'm like, I'll take them all. (laughs) So, (laughs) Then I, I, I thought I was going to like give them all away uh, during you know the duration of tales. Did and you?
1: Did you really? No,
3: I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I I was I was going in through my storage uh, over the weekend, and I I found there's still about fifteen uh, all together, gold and green. So I got rid of quite a few, but you know, it's, I was going to
1: say if you're still if you're still feeling in a generous mood, Damon, you also yeah, have, have my mailing address. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm just like. I'm, it is weird to me to think that like, wow, in four months, we might actually be going back to new Orleans for tales of the cocktail. Like that's just kind of a wild thought to me, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And man, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to jazz fest in early May, but I'm like, man, am I going to get to go to both this summer? Wow. What a crazy feeling. And, you know, I I mean, I, I say this, but, um, you know i feel like i'm i'm really out of practice for going to tail <laughs> so i'm going to have to start uh you know about early january or early june around i guess around the time of my birthday that'll be good practice uh for you know working on my party muscles um and i got to get that that rooftop Monteleone pool party uh body back That's true. back i never had one <laughs> but uh you know the funny thing about those koozies is that uh you know i don't even really drink that much beer these days um but I, you know, uh, with the koozie and the, the Irish coffee, I know that there's a, a secret where they reduce Guinness. Is what I, was to- what I was told, and that's kind of one of the secret weapons for that thing.
1: I've heard about that, which is which is a a beautiful solution to kind of get that that coffee flavor in there because I'm I'm uh you know I am. Very much a purist when it comes to the temperatures at which I like my caffeinated and alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I coffee needs to be hot. Cocktails need to be cold. I respect people <laughs> who see things the other way, but they are wrong. Um, But that being said, like a truly wonderfully made hot cocktail or cold coffee that can upend my. That, that can make me challenge my, you know, deeply held religious beliefs on this subject really is something that you kind of have to stop and marvel at. And when I found out, uh, all of 10 minutes ago, when you told me that there was Guinness reduction in that, I was like, that makes a world of sense. And it's brilliant because it adds an extra sort of level of like, you know, Irish to the Irish coffee. Right. And I, right. I, it made, it made my mouth water and wish that I was already there in new Orleans, sweating my ass off in July
3: yeah you know uh, speaking of sweating your ass off and and temperatures of cocktails when i made that Cesaric yesterday i you know i I haven't been behind bar in a little while now and um i realized i was like man this it needs to be colder and i i just i guess i just didn't stir it long enough i should have thrown the glass in the freezer for a little while um i did i did chill the glass with ice but it wasn't enough and i just it it was giving me flashbacks of being in new orleans it's like man there's no way I would drink this if I were in New Orleans. It's just not the right temperature. And then it got me thinking like, oh man, I've got like, I've got, you know, I still have some like, uh, batch martinis in my freezer that I completely forgot about somehow. I don't know. Um, but you know, there's nothing better than I've just a super, you know, especially with a Sazerac, it's all booze. Right. So like, mm-hmm. it's gotta be pretty fucking cold. Um, so it got me thinking about batching a Sazerac and putting that in the freezer
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I constantly have uh, 750 of pre batched old-fashioned in my freezer that I can just go at, at any moment and just pour it over. You know, it gets that – it gets, like, just a little bit thicker because it's in the freezer yeah. and you pour it over, like, a nice, like, big cube and it's just absolutely rocket cold. There's, no, there's nothing better if you're like, man, I want a cocktail, but I don't want to work for it, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: maybe – Maybe, uh, maybe to get my, to get my drinking muscles back in shape, I'll start doing that for, uh, for Sazeracs instead (laughs) between now and Tales of the Cocktail in the summer. I'm just excited, man. You know, I'm excited and I'm curious to see what it's going to be like because all of our party muscles are weak and atrophied at this point. I mean, hell, I, I took, you know, I'm not going to say most of a month, a a chunk of a month off from (laughs) drinking back in February. And it was really it was it was a fun eye opening experience. You know, I'd never been that consistently aware of all of my conscious actions in like decades. And it was like really kind of an interesting experience. And I'm curious to see in what ways people are going to bring this sort of awareness and perspective that we have to the 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 biggest raunchiest craziest party that we all go to every single calendar year you know
3: <laughs> well i guess we got to start drinking our our batches of frozen cocktails well, actually speaking of frozen cocktails uh, in the studio today? there you go
1: <laughs> uh joining us in the studio we have jason stitt and jen morales of Mixicles. uh jason jen thank you so much for joining us you uh, want to want to jump on in and tell us what a Mixicle is exactly
2: Yeah, sure. Thanks so much for having us. Um, So Mixicles are all natural botanical ice cubes. So what we do is we take fruits and herbs and um, a little bit of sugar for balance and mix them all together and freeze them so that um, there's no preservatives or anything else in the cubes. They taste as fresh as possible. I was actually thinking about this, when you were uh, talking earlier and you said, sometimes you want a cocktail, but you don't want to work for it. That's sort of the whole premise for our product.
1: I actually, awesome. I want to rephrase most of the time I want a cocktail, but I don't want to work. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let that be reflected for the record. So how, yeah. how did, how did the two of you get, get into this business? How did this, how did this whole thing go from being what what I imagine was kind of a fun idea, or like maybe like a, a one off for a party. Into you know what this this has this has legs. Let's see if we can run with this.
2: Yeah, so uh, I, I'll kick it off. It sort of happened a little bit by accident. Um, it was not like the grand plan. Jason and I are both um, lawyers. I'm I'm a recovering one at this point. Although Jason still practices. <laughs> Um, we were really good at, you know, drinking, um, and, as lawyers tend to be. And we became friends when we, we worked together for gosh, you know, over 12 years at the same law firm. And, um, we were friends then, but we almost became better friends when we no longer worked at the same office because we would get together, um, routinely. Like we, we tried for at least every other week, uh, for a happy hour, no drink after work and, made a point to always try out a new bar or a new place somewhere around Cincinnati where we we're both living and, and still do live right now and saw this concept of a frozen flavored ice cube on some bar menus and, and um, restaurant menus. And Jason, um, I'll let him say a little more uh, on his own behalf in a minute, but he, unlike me, Jason actually does have a background in um, bartending and in restaurant um, service and he started making some of these for just for fun, you know, at home. Um, Jason?
4: Yeah. So then, you know, I'd started making them at home and having people over trying these different drinks. And we had a, a block party around my house where I'd made some margaritas where I batched everything but kept the alcohol separate. Um, Jen came over to try them the next day to try the leftovers. And, you know, I had like juiced the watermelon, made an orange simple syrup, squeezed all the limes. And we had some leftover, and it was like, well, what should we do with this leftover stuff? And it's like, well, why don't we just try freezing it and see how it does? So we put it into some ice cube trays, came back about a week later, put it with some tequila, and it was like, wow, there was really no loss of quality. This is still a really good, fresh-tasting margarita. And so the next day, Jen and I were having lunch, and we were just talking about it, and we said, you know, this could really be a business. Although we've seen this out there for people, we haven't seen anybody doing it for the home consumer. We haven't, you know, come across that. And a lot of people don't make cocktails at home because of the effort it requires or having to find other things. So we thought, this is our destiny. We are the ones to bring this to the homes. (laughs) And so we, uh, we, we set about, you know, just that day kind of coming up with names um, and then started talking about different flavor profiles that we wanted to use.
3: You know, how
1: did you, how,
3: how did you, you know, it reminds me of, it reminds me of like Southern's not here today, but like what does he always say about the best part of like going to a bar to get drinks that you don't have to do the dishes. So this is kind of Mm -hmm. like exactly what you were saying. It's like the, uh, you know, it's you, you just throw the ice cube in a glass and you don't have to have the bar tools. You don't have to have a shaker that you're getting messy or a mixing glass. It's just all inclusive. Right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And you, and and you can totally do more with the cube too. I mean, you, you could say uh, muddle it or put it in a shaker or add it to a more complex cocktail, but we really created it to be um, at its sort of like most fundamental use, this like very simple call them like drinking blocks, you know, like you pick your flavor or maybe even two that go well together, you pick your spirit or or whatever you want to mix with it. There's no alcohol in the cube. So you can certainly use them to make mocktails or, or, or even like,
3: I like the idea lower of, proof drinks. I yeah. like the idea of two together because I always make my drinks pretty big. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no limit. You know, you could, uh, you could make a pitcher. In fact, I've done that with, uh, for some sangria. Um, we call it the, uh, we have a recipe, we call it the, the red wine reviver. Um, Ooh. sometimes, although I don't know, often have a half finished, uh, bottle of red wine lying around. They they seem to somehow be consumed all in the same day. But if you did and you forgot to like pump the air out of it or something and it's kind of stale, um we uh would drop some mixicles in it and it it make it more into a sangria and it tastes really good.
3: Great idea. Greg, you were saying I, I'm sorry I cut you off.
1: Oh no no it's all right so I, I was I was actually literally doing the like no no please after you gesture at my computer which of course you know <laughs> you can't we're all still learning to live in the future. Yeah. But um I guess what I want to know is is what does what when someone orders one of these kits from y'all, what does one get? Because I imagine, you know, you can't ship the things actually frozen. So do they get sort of uh you know, do do people just do this in their own home ice cube trays So they get everything sort of pre-mixed together? Like what do, what do people get and what sort of instruction manual do you give them and how much room do people have to improvise if, say, they wanted to buy six kits and make like a giant cube and just like drop it into a pitcher at a party and be like, go forth, my (laughs) friends, and enjoy.
2: So uh first of all, we actually do ship them frozen. Oh, Um, okay, cool. Yeah, on dry ice. So our product, it's it's frozen immediately. And that's what we believe really helps capture the fresh flavor. Um, you know, like we do the juicing and the steeping and all the things. And then freeze it right away and it stays frozen the whole time. So throughout the shelf life, which is 18 months, it's, it's going to always taste the same. Um, And unlike a liquid mixer, um, even shelf stable ones, but, but certainly some of the more popular craft mixers these days, you know, once you open them, typically they say like, you know, put in the refrigerator and consume within like three to four weeks. Um, In our case, you can use one cube at a time. You know, they come in ice cube trays. Um, and you can peel it back and pop out one, or you could use a whole tray or you could use a whole box. And so it's, um, a dozen cubes per box and we have three different collections. And then also through our website, we sell three single flavors, um, that are among uh, some of our most popular ones.
3: Yeah. Awesome. They come frozen, Greg. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> They're ready to go. I, I'm,
1: I know my, my mind is kind of, and that's amazing too, because there's so much, I mean, one of the. You know, I I get I get a lot of bartending questions from from the lay people that I'm friends with. And one of them and and people always seem kind of ashamed to ask me this. I can always see that they're a little bit like, hey, you know, it's like I just wanted to like ask a question about that. (laughs) It's it always happens in like early summer. Like, how do you like make a frozen drink? Because it seems so elementary, right? Like the freezer is technology that we're all fairly familiar with. You put in a, a, a liquid, you wait it comes out as a solid but it's so hard to do that with all of the you know I mean especially with the lower freezing temperatures that you're dealing with between water and alcohol let alone all the other stuff the sugars the acids the particulate matter et cetera that's gonna be in there um so I wanted to know how much how much r and d did the two of you have to do to make sure you get something that is Shelf stable that isn't going to be turned into a weird slush, and that's going to still be refreshing when you put in your drink, whether that is one week or one year later.
2: Yeah, I'll let Jason chime in on this one. I I like to call him our our chief flavor officer, our CFO. Um, he's <laughs> he's really the genius behind the um uh the, the recipes and the and the product itself. Um, so yeah, Jason, right. why don't you go ahead.
4: So we've actually. We actually did have to do a lot of experimentation, which which was great for us because it it really went well and gave us more time to hang out. But, um, you know, we found that some of the different cubes, I couldn't do just a consistent recipe between like juice, simple syrup and, you know, other accoutrements like our our blueberry, lemon, basil. We found that it it almost melted too fast. Um, And especially when we were first packaging things up, um, we'd have a hard time getting everything packaged before that one was melted. Um, We tried different things with, with fresh fruits and then juices, fresh fruits. I learned a lot about how pectin would affect drinks when I, when I uh, would put them in the blender and you'd end up with like almost like a little jelly cube that didn't, that, that left something behind in your glass that you didn't really want to see. So we actually had a, you know, every time we'd have a new recipe, like sometimes I'd get like, a late evening text from Jen, like here, I'm having this drink at a bar. We got to make this into a Mexico. And I, I'd, I'd <laughs> those like happen,
2: those run texts out. Yeah. Happened a lot.
4: <laughs> I mean, there was one, our, our cucumber lime sage, where I was like, Oh, this, that sounds really good. And I, I went out to my yard where I happened to be growing cucumbers at the time in my herb garden and like did like a, a yard to glass cocktail. Um, <laughs> and you know, for that one, you had to like strain it well, but you didn't want to get too much of the cucumber out. Um, so it, it really took a lot. Um, and it's, it's really, I mean, that's, that's why we're doing it is a fun process of creating these. It sounds that's like, amazing, man.
3: it sounds like, um, you know, with your, your prior experience in the bar, this was actually kind of, like, you know, for a lot of people who worked in bars, uh, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, like they'll come into my bar and they're like, yeah, you know, I used to work at a bar. And then you get, they get this like faraway look in their eye. And I, I can't see you right now,
4: but I can kind of tell that you're you're really enjoying this. There's a longing there. Yeah. Um, I, I've always said like, if I could make the same money bartending that I do as an attorney, you know, I'd do it in a second because I, I just love the interaction with people, creating drinks and everything like that, that sometimes I don't find as fulfilling in commercial finance and bankruptcy reorganizations. Um, and can't so, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really, yeah, the, perfect segue for us a perfect thing for us to do
3: if i could bartend from like uh let's say uh one in the afternoon to like maybe 5 15 with like a an hour and a half lunch break somewhere in there <laughs> i would i would bartend every day <laughs> including <Yeah>. weekends
1: <laughs> if i if i mean if i could be like a garbage man from one in the <laughs> afternoon to five fifteen with an hour long lunch break. I I would do that as well. That is a it's <laughs> like those parameters can fit pretty much any job for me.
3: <laughs> no, but I I hear what you're saying, man. Um, uh, yeah. Depending on which bar you work at, it can be very lucrative. But uh, but I'm sure I'm I'm quite sure you're probably making more as an attorney. Um, but as far as the uh, as far as the long goes, I mean, like it, even people who haven't worked in the bar industry, they you know, they, they always ask about it, you know, like Greg was talking about his friends who don't work in the industry and like, they're still asking them how to make these drinks. They still, everyone wants to be a bartender or at least have that skill for at home and entertaining, you know, it's, it's a fun one to have. So it's cool that uh, you get to still, this is another thing that I always say too. It's like, you know, there are a lot of people who work in this industry who aren't bartenders, you know, and there's, there are a lot of ways to be in the industry without being behind the bar. And it sounds like you found a way with mixicals, you know, like you can actually, you can go to these trade events and completely write it off because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's bar adjacent. Um, so that's it's really cool. I mean, we, we know tons of authors and, you know, it, all kinds of people who work in the, the biz who aren't behind the bar, you know?
2: One thing that's really fun for us too, is collaborating with bartenders, mixologists, other people who, um, do spend time or have spent time behind the bar. Um, we've definitely made use of uh, when we were doing our R and D um, you guys may know Molly Wellman. She's a pretty well-known um, mixologist based here in Cincinnati. And um, we would show up at her bar and, you know, be like, look, we'll buy the alcohol, and everything, but will you please just try this? I'm like, we're not trying to sell it to you, but we definitely want your um, sense of, you know, is the balance good? You know, do you like the taste? And um, that was a, uh, that's always been kind of our goal is that it tastes that our product would help you make a drink that tastes as good as a craft cocktail. You could get out somewhere, but you can make it at home easily. And even someone sort of like me who does not have the background um, it's pretty foolproof. Um, you know, it's like one cube to one shot of liquor is, is the ratio we generally recommend. Obviously you can always pour a little more or a little less, um, but it's uh it, it also makes it frankly less expensive and less wasteful than there have been times where, you know, I'm having a party and I want to make a you know cocktail to give people and they come in and I go and buy all these things and don't use all of it. And frankly, my drinks were often inconsistent. You know, one person's old fashioned would have like, you know, it would taste way too much like bourbon and the other one would be too sweet. And so we are, our, our goal and hope is that um, so far, I think that the, the what we're seeing is that people find the product not only easy to use, but also fun and something where if you want to dress it up or make it a little more fancy or, you know, combine different spirits, different flavors, different layers, you can, um, but you can also keep it really like simple and in an elegant way.
1: Yeah, totally. And this is the one, one thing that I really enjoy about the concept behind what y'all are doing is the fact that it, it, it will evolve. Your drink will evolve and change. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I love a good RTD. Again, they're delicious and you don't have to do the dishes. But there is something really nice about enjoying – one of my favorite parts about an old-fashioned is that the first sip tastes different than the last because of the extra dilution that you're getting, because of the change in temperatures, because of the way that, you know, the oils from the garnish are interacting with everything. And it's not, you know, the same at the beginning as it is at the end. It's an evolving experience. And one thing that I think is cool – with what y'all are doing is the fact that I imagine your first sip, if you just plunk one cube into one shot of spirit is going to be pretty hot because it hasn't had a chance to meld yet, but those Mm -hmm. flavors are going to come together and be a little bit different with every sip. Was that kind of part of the original concept or was that kind of just sort of a a happy accident that happened as you guys.
2: (laughs) So Definitely part of the concept. So um, the very first time I think Jason and I saw this concept on a menu, it was a drink, uh, they'd called it the Bruce Banner, which Jason had to tell me was, and I always want to say Hulk Hogan, <laughs> but you cut of a um, and, uh, and it was meant to be a sipping drink. It was it was with a bourbon and, and they changed, this restaurant would change the cube seasonally, sort of what was in it, you know, sort of fall, you know, spring, different profiles of, you know, fruits and herbs and whatever else they might involve. And so, you know, you'd get the cube and then, um, now I even, I think they still have it on the menu you can pick your spirit. So, you know, you get the cube and you pick your spirit again, kind of a little bit more of a hands-on DIY experience, but That's cool. yeah, that ice cube, when it's flavored, it has the benefit of both chilling the drink, but not watering it down. If anything, what it does is it infuses it with flavor ever more. So as you go, and if you're, we always say, if you're left with a little bit of cube at the end of you know, a drink where you're using mezcal's, then you can You can either just eat the cube, very tasty <laughs> on their own, or you know, add something else to your glass. Um, and that's that is also kind of part of the the experience and the fun. We think
3: super cool. I love this because and I'm thinking of a lot of different ways to use this, but I want to talk about that after we go to this break um, and hear from our sponsors. Um, there's just there's so many fun things i'm thinking of i could do with this (laughs) but we'll talk about that in the second half also greg (laughs) had mentioned uh kind of the rtd category this isn't necessarily an rtd but it's kind of adjacent so i want to talk about that as far as like the business side when we get back and hear from our sponsors back in a few
1: So one thing that I have always found interesting about being a cocktail bartender is that I didn't actually start out as a cocktail bartender. I actually started out, Damon, I don't know if you know this, as a beer tender.
3: Oh. For no, like I, the first
1: five years that I was behind the bar, I was working in craft beer bars. I didn't actually even really know what went into a martini. Other than the fact that, you know, you could buy, you could buy, there was this green bottle at the liquor store that said martini on it. I'm like, oh, it must be that. I didn't even know that until after I'd been bartending for like probably three or four years, to be honest with you.
3: Well, that's cool. I mean, uh, there's obviously there's a lot of connections with a lot of beer, wine and spirits in our industry that, you know, there's, there's always so much more to learn, right. Uh, About any given category. And they're all kind of under the same umbrella. But, uh, you know, I, honestly, like, I was into craft beer uh, before I got into bartending, too. And, but I got to say, I mean, I always go back to a pint of Guinness. I don't really drink that much beer in general these days, but the, like, one beer that I do drink is Guinness. And the cool thing is, is that uh, you can actually learn a lot about Guinness Essentials with St. Patrick's Day coming up this month. You can go there and check out all the history and heritage and how you can serve a beautiful, great quality, great tasting pint. Every time. That's one of the coolest things about Guinness, too, is like you really got to know how to pour one, right?
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's it's an art. It's one of the few drinks that I don't mind the fact that it takes like five minutes for someone right. to pour it because <laughs> that's part of the experience, you know? And yeah. like you were saying, there's lots of really great resources about uh, Guinness with Saint Patrick's Day coming up on diaggiobaracademy.com. You know, we've been talking about them for a while and talking up their cocktail resources, but it's cool to note that that's, you know, they're not one-trick ponies. They've got stuff about beers, they've got stuff about Gordon Guinness obviously, and they also have tips about how to write a menu, how to run your business, how to automate for uh to-go sales and online sales and really how to sort of navigate this new world of restaurants we're in it's it's really kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of bar knowledge which is really cool and how much does it cost damon
3: it's totally free
1: totally free that's insane
3: (laughs) and you know what what doesn't this website have i mean we've been talking about it for a very long time and it's crazy now we're talking about guinness you know there's so much to learn in in drinks in general but like you can get it all at diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. Go check it out for free.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Jesse Sparks, host of the new podcast, The One Recipe, from the team behind the Splendid Table. This pod is all about that one recipe that you lean on, the one you share with friends, the one you make when you need a little love, and the one you know will work every single time. Every week, I talk with chefs and gifted cooks from all over the world about their one and the story behind it. We're here to help you build your kitchen library one dish at a time. Follow the one recipe wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. And in the studio today from Mixicles, we have Jen and Jason. And we were talking about all these wonderful flavors. This is a frozen ice cube that comes in the mail. It's packed on dry ice, so it's frozen when it arrives. You don't even have to do that work but then you just throw it in a glass with whatever you want. It infuses the flavor as the ice melts, but you can also, as Jen said, you can muddle it up. So one of the things for me at home, like I make martinis and Negronis and old fashions and Manhattans. You can see a pattern here. They're all things that (laughs) technically like they have no juice. They are just boozy. Uh, A lot of times I just batch them and throw them in the freezer. But the thing is I, I, I get lazy at home and I don't, I, I get kind of like sad when I cut up citrus and and like any kind of fruit or vegetables because like I know I'm gonna use like part of it and then the rest is gonna to go to waste. I'm not one of those people who like uh, so much anymore finds a way to use things. It's just it's just gone, right? So even like I, I like whiskey like whiskey sodas and tequila sodas, and usually like with a tequila soda, I'll do like a squeeze of lime. Lately, I can't even bring myself to cut the lime because I know I'm not going to have eight or four <laughs> of them. You know, it's going to take up a whole lime. But the cool thing about this is that it's all inclusive, right? It's almost it's almost garnished too, because you've got aromatic botanicals in there like sage and basil. So that that's cool. It's like all inclusive. But then I'm sitting here at my desk and I'm thinking like the things that I have in front of me right now. I have three drinks in front of me. I have sparkling water. I have a chamomile tea, and I have a non-alcoholic amaro, the Pathfinder. Um, and these would work with any of these, and and there there's no alcohol in in these three drinks that I have in front of me. I was just thinking about how cool that is, and how how useful it is. I mean, like, I mean, you know, if this were if it weren't nine a.m. in California, <laughs> I'd probably like go pop a bottle of of champagne and just you know throw one <laughs> one of these ice cubes in that too um It seems like it'd make a really great, like spritz, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And really good, like very easy, fun mimosa bar for a Sunday brunch. Oh, yeah. yeah because oh. a lot of the flavors do great with champagne, prosecco, you know, dry, sparkling white wine. And you can let people pick a cube, or like I said before, sometimes we'll combine them, like cranberry rose with elderflower, lemon mint. In fact, I think there's a lemonade on the market that has some of those flavors. Like those go really well together. I was thinking about your your Amaro, I'd put a smoked black cherry one in, most likely. Oh, we cool. actually make like a, like a, Black Manhattan. Is that what it
4: is, Jason? Yeah, it was our Black um, Manhattan with bourbon and the uh, smoked black cherry and some Amaro made a, made a great, really great drink. Awesome. Or your tequila with your tequila soda, you know, replace those ice cubes with our jalapeno citrus. And it's it's perfect. I mean, you've got pineapple, lemon, lime, both jalapenos and serranos. Um, and just as it melts, like that's, the, that's what I'm enjoying the most right now.
3: I mean, the pineapple, this lemon, meal, lime, I'm like, I want you know, throw some rum in there and kind of mash it up. And then I've got a, like a tiki drink, you know, I, mm-hmm. and that's not something that I'm going to make at home, even though I'm, I'm this like bar guy, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm really into this, but like at home lately, I'm just like, I just don't want to do the dishes, man. Just please don't make me do the dishes. <laughs> and I have a dishwasher. I, like I can't And that's something it.
4: we've heard from other bartenders saying, Hey, these are the things I want to use at home. I'm not, you know, I, I want to go home and have a drink still, but I don't want to, dirty everything up or cut everything up so it's
3: we make drinks for like hundreds and hundreds of drinks if not thousands of drinks you know during the week uh for other people it's like when you get home you're kind of like i don't want to go i've been doing this all week and like i just want to i want quick and easy and delicious and that's where this kind of comes in right yeah so cool um i do want to talk about the kind of like business side of like greg had mentioned rtds which for our listeners that's ready to drink uh cocktails i mean what we're hearing and seeing reading about now a lot over the past few years is ready to drink cocktails lots of really cool stuff has come out uh over the past few years um, it, and it's not just not just the cool cocktails they're, they're they've gotten better and like the packaging is cooler and like it's like kind of like greg was talking about coming from the beer world like there's like all kinds of cool hipster like designs and packages for um you know, craft beers, but like, that's kind of seeped into the RTD category. So there's like a real focus on RTDs. Of course, this doesn't have alcohol in it. So I imagine that in the same way that say like non-alcoholic spirits, you know, you can have, essentially you can sell them at like crate and barrel, you know, you you don't have to be limited to the SLA or the, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, the ABC, wherever, whichever state you're in, uh, you can do it anywhere. So this is kind of like something where, I mean, this can be, you're not limited. This can go anywhere. And I was just wondering about like what your focus was and kind of like your direction for like marketing and, and sales and distribution for this. Like, how are you, how are you getting it out there? I mean, other than like your cool website and like mail order and everything.
2: Yeah. And honestly, the website wasn't even really ever, we wanted to have an e-commerce store. We wanted to have some direct to consumer um, offerings, but it was not our goal to either just be online or be primarily an online business. Um, Part of it's logistics. um, But also we just felt that having this be something you could go pick up at the store, like when you're going to get whatever it is for, you know, either your dinner or a party or whatever. I mean, the idea too, with, with you know, I often would come home from work when I, when I was still working the day job as a lawyer and, I want to drink. And it's like, usually I don't do a lot of beer. And so it's usually just wine because that's easy. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, Oh, well, I could also have a cocktail really quickly. Right. And I can choose unlike a ready to drink cocktail, which there are some really good ones out there that I've tried, but um, you can choose your alcohol. You can be as premium or not as you want. You know, it's not just like some grain liquor vodka that, you know, maybe isn't very good quality in there. And you can switch it up Um, every time. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But so what's, <laughs> what's interesting, um, sometimes uh, where we end up is is not so much where we think, but it's just sort of factors that that, that come in and, and push us in a particular direction. So we are, um, as of this last fall, in distribution through Kroger uh, grocery stores oh, wow. um, throughout throughout the Midwest, where we're in approximately three hundred and forty stores and they they told us where we were going. <laughs> so they, they, <laughs> they put us in frozen juice, which, um, we're, we're the, we're the odd kid there, which is probably good in terms of being eye catching. We're the, we're the cube shaped box among a bunch of cylinders. of Like you know, the dole like,
3: cans, like the, y- yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like
2: minute made orange juice that comes, you know, frozen that I, don't know, mom cool. might have <laughs> used in some recipes. I don't know what my mom did, uh, or, a Bacardi, um, the only other co- frozen cocktail mixer that, um, Kroger carries is like Bacardi, like strawberry or daiquiri or pina colada mix, which is a very different product. it's, yeah. you know, it, yeah, I'm, I'll say nothing else about that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's where we are in terms of on grocer shelves. Um, we do sell through some liquor stores, um, and there, some of them have freezers. In other cases, um, just to basically get our foot in the door, we had to provide a freezer, um, and then to they put it wherever they have space. So it's, it's a little bit um, kind of just been a process of like, well, we, we can be all these different things and you're right. We're not restricted by um, since there's no alcohol in our product. We don't run into some of the issues that, that probably the ready drink cocktails would, you know um, depending on what state you're in and, and what the various guidelines are, um, you know? Yeah. And, and we can, and we can ship anywhere we can, when we do, we ship at all lower 48 States.
4: Cool. And I'll just add on to that, that it was, it was important to us when we were coming up with the product that unlike ready-to-drink cocktails that are one specific cocktail, we really wanted to go with flavor profiles that were interesting but still really approachable so that people would be able to create their own drinks, make their own things, and not feel so confined with, you know, here, here's your canned Negroni or your canned margarita. And so it's, it was just another stepping stone and a way to open up a world for people to try a lot of different things.
3: Very cool. I mean, you've got the jalapeno, sorry, jalapeno citrus one. And like you were talking about like throwing that in the tequila. I mean, we all know, we all love a spicy margarita. I mean, that, that was like a no brainer, right? <laughs> like, like, it's, like, to me, you nailed it with that one. I'm just looking at your website right now. And then like <laughs> cucumber lime sage, I mean, like that's a winning combo too. So, but these are things that like, you know you see at actual like bars cocktail bars you know like these kinds of combos um so you definitely did you definitely hung out some bars (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a few yeah it's cool (laughs) it's yeah it's it's really cool um greg i mean like i you know one of my things i I, i'm talking we're talking about i'm i've been talking about beer on this episode because you brought it up but like one of my favorite cocktails is a beer cocktail and it's called the Chevelle and what it is is it's like essentially a bourbon sour right so it's bourbon lemon and simple syrup but like a half portion right so like one ounce of bourbon half an ounce of lemon half an ounce of simple syrup but it's topped with pilsner so it's kind of somewhere between like a whiskey sour not between it is like a combo of a whiskey sour and like a shandy of sorts right so I'm thinking about this, like, I, I'm just looking, I mean, I don't have a beer in front of me, amongst all the drinks that I do have in front of me right now, but I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, like, man, I could, the jalapeno citrus one, we're not far off from, like, like almost like a michelada, uh, you know, like, there was some, some hot sauce in there, to, I mean, you don't even have to, it's got the jalapeno, I'm just thinking, like, this has got me... <laughs> This has really got me thinking. That's all I'm saying. Oh, dear, you're,
1: you're taking, you're taking me back to my early quest as a cocktail bartender to reclaim beer cocktails from being a dirty word. I have put so many beer cocktails on menus over the years. Some were fairly well received. Others, um, there was one that I, I thought was delicious and famously sold three of in <laughs> six months before I took it off the menu. Um, but, and that was actually a Michelada. It was a Michelada with, Sour beer, uh, a mix of it was yellow heirloom tomatoes, yellow peppers, carrots. So it was this really nice kind of like yellow orange color. Mm. uh, A little bit of ancho reyes verde, and that was it. And I thought it was delicious. And again, I was apparently alone in that opinion. But (laughs) uh, you know, hearing hearing all this talk and talking about beer makes me think that yeah, I mean, there are so many applications for this that you know, if if you're moving into the RTD space, this doesn't just have to go in. Tequila or into gin. This can go into soda water. This could go into a beer, as you were saying. This could go into a a red wine. Like there's kind of, I love this sort of plug and play feature that these flavors have. And I wanted to kind of ask if you had any, if you were willing to share or, or you know debut here on the speakeasy any flavors that you have in the works. Because the interesting thing about looking at your website and looking at the the flavor combinations that you have is that everything I look at. I think, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like maybe (laughs) I wouldn't have thought to pair, you know, sage and cucumber and uh, what was
4: the other one? Basil? There's a blueberry, lemon, basil, which uh, I'll say my, my brother threw that one in a Coors Light. And it, it made it a better <laughs> a better beverage overall.
1: <laughs> I think lots of things make core's life better, including <laughs> pouring it down the drain. but that would yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but uh but but yeah, like I was wondering how you find these flavors that just seem kind of like archetypal and if you have sort of a r and d strategy or sort of a mantra that you hold to when you're putting these things together.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll let Jason tell you a bit about some of the ones that we have, you know, kind of cooking so to speak in our in our minds or that we started to develop um right before the pandemic shut everything down. We were going we were going to debut some new flavors at some different events, but uh that didn't happen. So those are in the hopper. Um but in terms of the 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 nine that we have and five of which are carried um at Kroger grocery stores, but the nine that we offer through our website, they came about pretty organically. Uh, it was very much, as Jason said, uh, drinks we had somewhere or, or, you know, stuff we saw on menus. I'm, I'm in the habit. I was then. And especially now I take pictures of cocktail menus and I'm like, Oh, these are great ideas. Or like, I'll say Jason, you know, what about this combo? What about that combo? And sometimes we would, it, it wouldn't quite work at first. Um, there was one we did like pecan and peach or something, Jason. Yep. And it was and, pecan,
4: peach, rosemary, delicious. Oh, wow, but, but
2: ugly as hell because it left this like <laughs> film all over the glass. And we're like, yeah, maybe we should avoid nuts uh, for other reasons too, for now. <laughs> but um it's it's odd, yeah, we were looking for things that were complementary, you know, flavors that were complementary, you know, and some of them, like the the jalapeno citrus is great with tequila, but so is the cucumber lime sage, and putting them together makes a really nice with cucumber, spicy cucumber margarita. Um, so we'd like to also think about how the the cubes layer sometimes with each other um and we had one of our favorites we took a sort of an an accident where we were (laughs) were doing an event we had we had blackberry lemon thyme uh with vodka in one dispenser we batched it for it just for ease of service um and then we had orange blossom pomegranate with bourbon in the other and i don't know one of us somewhat probably me at some point we were bored and we're like what if we mix these and Sure enough that was really good uh, so two spirits two you know two flavor cubes and uh that that's a drink on our on our website we try to post recipe ideas on there and also through instagram and and we have a lot from collaborators as well um just to give people ideas of stuff you can do besides simply i mean trust me and i i do keep it simple most of the time but if you wanted to kind of you know make a little bit of a fancier drink but still still quite easy to do um we try to give some some creative suggestions uh yeah
3: yeah, you've got. Um, I don't want to bring up bad things, but you've got your Super Bowl punch on here. Um. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was it was good, I, you know, I they made it much farther than anybody thought, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was it was good. It was good for the economy in Cincinnati. We yeah. d- we got a lot of mileage out of uh, doing some Bengals posts. Yeah,
4: and that recipe is so great because it's taking an entire box of mixicles. You know, an an entire bottle—you know—bottles a bottle of vodka and a bottle of spirits and some ginger ale, and and there's your Super Bowl punch. That's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also love that you probably got to put in the instructions. Instructions: Take entire product, dump into bowl. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) We're all about depletion. If you need
1: more, you know (laughs) where to find us. Oh man oh this man cool. well i this is this has been so much fun i, I th- there's so much it's i love this idea because it seems so simple on its face, but hearing about the r and d and all of the things you' all have to take into consideration of you know how to how to transport it how to market it, how to make it, and how to essentially teach the customer like what what this thing is and all the myriad uses of it i think is 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 super cool. I have one lightning round question that i want to ask you to before we have to go whiskey stones thumbs up or thumbs down
4: Damn. thumbs down they hit your they hit your teeth when you're drinking them <gasps> they don't do much to chill it i'd rather throw a smoked black cherry mixicle in there
2: yeah
1: thank you
3: you answered correctly that was,
1: that was the right you pass come back on the show anytime
3: all right <laughs> oh man this has been cool i like i didn't know what to think uh i didn't know what to expect rather uh going into this because, uh, I, I haven't tried them yet. Um, but I, I see the flavor profiles and everything. I'm just like, man, this, like, these are legit, These are legit combos. So it's really awesome. fun. Well, we, we, it. we'd,
2: we'd love to get some to you and, um, you know, pick your, your brains. If you oh have yeah. Ideas, uh, Actually, Greg, we should do uh, maybe combos. we'll do a
3: cocktail or something for you guys.
2: That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love maybe.
3: that. Um, it will, it will have booze. I, I was talking about not mixing booze into it, but it will have booze. Um,
1: <laughs> I mean, hell, if you want to do like a beer specific one, like that yeah, let's we'll
3: we'll we'll do beer. Let's do beer That'd be ah. great. Ah. Um, yeah. See, but- I'm still
1: finding ways, still finding ways to work beer cocktails <laughs> into the conversation. It's gonna, it's yeah. the hot new trend of 2022. I'm calling it right
3: now. There guys. you
2: go. Yeah, oh, that would be great. So I think there's some beer cocktail day or something coming up. I'd have to find the exact date, but I was hoping to do a post by then. And I was actually had on my list, come up with a beer based cocktail using mixables.
3: So. There you go. We got you. Boom. Got you covered. Synergy. Yes. Well, it's been so much fun talking to you both um, about this and what a cool thing to do. And uh, I, my, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're doing it. This is a really cool thing. Uh, I don't really think anyone else is doing anything like this. And congrats on the distribution. That's cool that you're in all those Kroger's. Um, that kicks ass. And I, I, as someone who in high school worked in the frozen food department at a grocery store, I, oh. uh, I, I, I often credit the, uh, the, <laughs> the frozen juices is like my first inspiration that dull, uh, what is it? Banana passion fruit, orange mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. That was like some of that was my, first, <laughs> one of my first, uh, mixed That's pitcher awesome. drinks. So, yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's cool to see that it's come a long way from, uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I can't wait to try this stuff, and uh, thanks for being on the show today. So, everyone, go check out Mixicles.com. That's M-I-X-I-C-L-E-S dot com. mix sickles mix icicles. right? Get it? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Lots of recipes on there, lots of information. You can order online there and get them delivered straight to your door, already frozen. And then all you got to do is get a glass and some booze. So that's it for the Speakeasy this week, everyone. Check out Heritage Radio Network for many more programs like this one. Click on the beating heart to donate to the station, and until next week, cheers, everyone! Cheers, cheers.
1: So you don't shun the devil with your. The Speakeasy is powered by SimpleCast. Thanks for listening to the Heritage Radio Network. Food radio, supported by you, for our freshest content and to learn more about our 10 year anniversary celebration happening all year long. Subscribe to our newsletter.